Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. My name is Michael Gritton. I am the host of the Let's Admit It podcast. <clears throat> um, just to once again give you guys a reminder, um, this uh, summer we have been going through the uh, through the podcast, walking hand in hand with the Boise Bible College blog, which you can find on our website. I encourage you to go over there and check it out. Um, but today, what we're talking about is something that I think is um, incredibly, incredibly pertinent, um, especially as you're walking into a Bible college. Um, and so what we're talking about today is spiritual formation while at a Bible college. Um, so for a lot of our students, um, and I can speak to my own specific uh, experiences, um, you know, going to Bible college is a conclusion that has a buildup of many years going to church and youth group and those sorts of things. So um, the idea of spiritual formation, spiritual growth, spiritual tending um, is nothing new to them. Um, and then they get to Bible college where, you know, studying scripture and relationship with Jesus is just sort of a, um, A, it's a um, expectation and B, you know, there's there's this unfortunate stigma of the Bible in Bible college being nothing but a textbook. Um, it's a, it's it's a class requirement that you have a Bible with you. You reference scripture in your in your papers and in your exams and those sorts of things. And it's unfortunate. It is um, because scripture is, you know, it's timeless and it goes. Uh, beyond us and beyond this school, beyond Bible college as a um, as an institution, it goes beyond that. And so it truly is kind of a shame that it has that stigma. But you know, in order to have a a plan to deal with that sort of thing, you have to acknowledge that 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 is the reality of the situation. And so. Um, as you're as you're walking into Bible college as a Christian, it is crucial that you have a plan for how you're going to address your own personal faith, you know, and the the development of it, and the the culturing of it, and the the maintenance of it, and that sort of thing. It's important that you have those things planned out in advance, um, because if you don't, the risk that you run is that your faith will become um, sterile. It'll become um, clinical. It'll become uh, based only on education and facts, not on heart and faith. Now, I'm what I'm not saying is I'm not saying that there is no room for facts, logic, any of that in in faith. I am I'm a big believer in. 
believing what you believe because you can defend it. Um, so I, I'm a huge believer in that. So I'm not saying that there isn't a place for education and faith. Um, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an admissions counselor at a Bible college, so obviously I believe in it a bit. Um, what I am saying, though, is that if your faith does not have a component in your heart, um, then it is, it's missing something. And so it's important that as you are leaving your home youth group or your church or, you know, the faith context that you're used to, maybe you're not even leaving that far. Maybe you're a Boise native coming to Boise Bible College and you're going to continue serving at your home church. That is awesome. Um, in a lot of ways, I wish I could have had that experience. But um, regardless of your situation, it is important that you have um, some intentionality when it comes to your relationship with Christ, um, your personal one, not just your academic one. And so um, I'm going to, as best I can, stay away from platitudes this episode. I don't want um, this conversation to um, revolve around um, the the churchies, the church language, um, because I want this to be kind of an authentic conversation. I think sometimes those um, those church phrases are used as placeholders for much uh, deeper thoughts and ideas. Um, and so I'm just going to give you guys a couple of um, uh, applications, so to speak, um, to, to, to help assist in the spiritual formation while you are studying spiritual formation. Um, and so the, the first thing, the first and most important thing is that you need to have a reminder somewhere that reminds you of perspective. Um, for me, I used a couple of different things throughout my time in Bible college, but I guess I should probably explain a little bit more what, by what I mean. Um, something that, that you see on a regular, um, if not daily basis, a regular basis, um, that reminds you of um, the perspective of you are in, you're in school to learn scripture, but scripture is so much bigger than just school. It's bigger than the studying that you're doing. Um, so for me, um, I had a note from my mom um, that she wrote me the day that she dropped me off for college. Um, and I kept that on my little cork board. Um, and that was just my reminder that there was, you know, there was a before Boise Bible College. There was a before Bible College. There's going to be an after Bible College. And you know, my experiences at Bible college might vary, but you know what doesn't vary is scripture. And so that was my, that was one of my reminders. And so one thing, and it's a, it's, it's one of those smaller things. I would encourage you, um, as you are walking in to Bible college, again, whether that is at Boise Bible college or not, um, I would encourage you to do something similar to what my mom did with me. Write yourself a note, um, you know, write yourself a note about what your faith means to you, um, about what Christ means to you, the, the important things um, about your faith that ground you in who you are. Um, and then 
if and when you feel like your your faith is kind of shaking a little bit, go back to that note and remember that there are still solid foundations. I remember in one of my freshman level theology classes, we were we were discussing some some theological point and it just absolutely rocked my socks. Um, and I went back to that note and it, it just refocused me. And I needed that so, so bad in that moment. I didn't even know it at the time. Um, but having that resource there, that simple little resource there was so, so helpful. So that's, that's tip number one is as you are preparing to go to Bible college, write yourself something, a letter, a note, whatever it is, an email, you know, a text message, something that will remind you when the, when the world starts shaking, that there is still solid foundation somewhere. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is, um, I'm, I'm a, hopefully I, this isn't the first time I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I am a huge proponent of intentionality, um, of doing things on purpose, um, doing them not because oops, but because I meant to, um, I always say that I didn't fall in love with my wife. I walked into love with my wife. Um, I meant to do that. Um, so I think I think relationship with Christ um, and love for Christ and love for God and all that stuff, I think that is something that you've got to mean to do and there's gotta be purpose behind it. Um, so I, you know, there are, there are a, hundred different, you know, there's probably more than that, um, books, podcasts, songs, all that stuff about, um, making your relationship with Christ better than what it is right now. Um, you know, Christian self-help books, those sorts of things. Those are all good. Those are all great resources. I encourage you to look into them. Um, but there is really no replacing, uh, simple, and I, I'll, I'll explain why I'm laughing in a minute. Um, prayer and reading of scripture. Um, the reason I laugh is because I am a youth ministry guy. Um, I graduated from the youth ministry department. I've been, I've done, um, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of summer camps. Um, I've led small group after small group. And, um, usually, when you get to the application phase of a conversation, you know, you've gone through like the, Hey guys, here's the, the theological point we're going to be talking about tonight. And you go through that whole process and you get to the part where the student is supposed to say, okay, here's what I'm going to do about what we talked about, what we learned about tonight, this week, whatever. And when a student doesn't know, or they haven't spent the time to think about it, there's a common response that they will give. And it is, I need to pray and read my Bible more. Um, it, that comes up so often that I have um, <laughs> I've adopted a rule that my small group leader in high school adopted, which was um, you're not allowed to say that. Uh, you're not allowed to say I need to pray and read my Bible more in response to what are you going to do about it. You're not allowed to say that unless you also give me specific parameters by which we are going to make sure that you do those two things because those two things are great. Those two things are vital, but you're not going to use it as just a get out of jail free card. So, um, when I say it is important to pray and read your Bible more, um, first of all, it's important to pray and read your Bible at all. It's important to pray and read your Bible outside of the classroom. 
It's so, one of my favorite things about this college is that prayer is done beginning and end of each class. I love that um, because it, it, it so couches the conversations that we're having in that classroom in prayer, that we are doing these things for Christ and for the sake of the kingdom and all those things. Love that. Um, but it needs to be something that you're doing um, outside of that context too. So <clears throat> having a reading plan is so, so, so helpful. Um, especially for uh, me, I, I'm a huge fan of lists and of um, streaks. Um, Snapchat did a horrible thing to me when they introduced the streaks system um, because now I, I get on Snapchat much more than I should. I did for a very long time and then one of those streaks died and now what's the point? But also um, the Bible app, um, the Gateway Bible app has a streaks system. And so that is one of the easiest encouragements for me to be um, consistently in scripture day by day. Um, but also the Bible app has um, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of Bible plans that are um, curated almost specifically for different life situations, different people, different contexts, different um, emotions even. Um, so I would, I cannot encourage you enough to check that out. Um, the Bible app has been out for, gosh, it seems like it's been out as long as the app store has been out anyway. Um, and it is one of the best apps out there. Um, A, because it's scripture and scripture is, um, <laughs> I, I could, gosh, to talk about what scripture is, is an entire conversation on its own, but um, having a specific plan for how you are going to be invested in scripture outside of your school life is so crucial to, um, to, to spiritual growth while you're in Bible college. There's one last thing I'm going to talk about, and it has a little bit to do with, um, well, it has everything to do with attendance. And so we have chapel here at Boise Bible College. We have it twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and chapel attendance is mandatory for full-time students. I believe for part-time students as well. It's only it's not mandatory for audits or for co-curriculars. But for part-time students or full-time students, it is mandatory. Um, so if you, if you miss some chapels, which lots of people do, I certainly did, you got to make those up later down the road. Um, and there is an there has been, um, I've known some people who have viewed chapel as like, okay, chapel is my church. And so I'm not going to attend church on Sunday. I would so encourage you to not fall into that trap. Um, there is something about attendance at a church in person that is different than attendance in chapel at Boise Bible College. <clears throat> um, something that we've learned over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic is that um, people need people. And when people don't get to see people, it causes some really serious negative effects in those people. Um, and so regular church attendance, I mean, not for nothing does scripture tell us to not throw away gathering together. Um, and so I would, you know, the, the, the first month or two of, 
your freshman year and, and whatnot is what some people lovingly refer to as church shopping, um, especially if you're not from the Boise area. It's sometimes helpful to to visit a couple of different churches throughout that first month or two to kind of get an idea of which one you like um, and which one fits your um, your background and whatnot. I grew up in a sort of contemporary church, and so um, there are some churches in the Valley that I would not be able to um, comfortably attend just because of the way that they do certain things. Nothing wrong with those things. It's just not what I grew up with. Um, but I would encourage you to take that process seriously um, and to really lean into um, finding a church home and then committing yourself to that church home. Um, a lot of growth and a lot of spiritual formation happens um, not at this school but at the churches that support the school and support the students who attend the school. So um, those are my, my few quick um, encouragements when it comes to spiritual formation while you're attending Bible college. It is possible to have a, a, a deep and meaningful relationship with Christ while you are studying him academically. And so I would encourage you to do that. Um, <clears throat> being able to defend your faith from a reasoned perspective adds a layer to your faith, but it does not replace your faith. So um, having said that, we're going to transition into our weekly question time. Um, this week we got a question, um, how does the resident director, the RD, pick roommates? Um, this is a really good question. I talked about um, a, a different podcast. I talked about the um, uh, the the role that good um, communication and relationship with roommates how that improves um, the college experience um, and so the way that the resident director um, picks roommates specifically for freshman roommates because usually by the time you're a sophomore or a junior you've got an idea of who you'd like to room with and you can request that and generally speaking you get it <clears throat> um, but for freshmen who you know haven't been on campus that we don't really know. Um, you'll be filling out housing forms. And in those housing forms is a questionnaire um, that will ask you a series of questions, preferential questions, things like, um, are you a morning person? Or are you a late night person? Do you prefer um, quiet when you're studying? Or are you kind of like, I want to listen to some music while I'm studying? Do you prefer um, things to be really, really clean and tidy? Or are you okay with some mess? Things like that. Um, and that is a kind of a barometer by which the housing team can make sure that you get put into a dorm room with people who are as like-minded <clears throat> to you as, as possible. Um, and so that's how the resident director kind of chooses um, roommates. So, And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our podcast for this week. So um, as always... Thank you for joining us. Uh, I encourage you to um, join in again next week when we're going to be tackling another subject. So God bless. Have a great week. Bye.